That's the sound of Raiko, rubbing her cheeks and whiskers against the aluminum spikes of her brush. Mike Dodge Weisskopf, her human friend, has used the promise of a face massage to lure her into the kitchen. He's holding the brush between Raiko and the oven. She looks up and sees a reflection. torture my cat with mirrors, but since we are attempting a controlled experiment, this is a rare occurrence. That's Mike. Our life advice problem is that uh, Raiko hisses at her own reflection whenever she uh, sees it. Every single night we know she's coming because we'll hear, you know, and then we know she's in the room because she will do that. Even in the pitch dark room, she will come in and, and hiss at her own reflection before she comes to bed. It's like her it's like her nightly prayer or something. As he lets Raiko out, Mike tells me his theory. Raiko is 14. She's an orange female tabby. She's a very rare beast. He first met her in an animal shelter in Boston. She was six weeks old, climbing the bars of her cage and reaching for him. So I think she has like a deeply repressed like self-hatred. Like, ah, oh, there's only one of me and nobody wants me. And it's just me. Where every time she sees herself, she just is reminded. She's taken back to that traumatic early point in her life when she was alone in that cage. Carl, Mike's partner, and a relatively new presence in Raiko's life, sees things slightly differently. I don't think she has, uh, you know, dark soul or anything. Just, okay. you know, curmudgeon in an amusing way. Raiko's an aging beauty, says Carl. Her reflection disappoints her. If she were a human... She'd get a tummy tuck. She's a big cat, and some people have given her a hard time about that. This is Mike again. So I've always tried to, like, say, Raiko, you're beautiful no matter what, how big you are. I don't care. You know, the vet says lose two pounds. I say keep it. You're, you're a luscious, lovely cat. That's a nice thing to say, but it hasn't stopped Raiko from boiling with rage when she looks in the mirror. What do you think, Tom Dibley and Peter Nichols, life advisors extraordinaire? Wait, so... This is a cat that's let itself go. This is Tom. Even though it's 80 in human years, it it turned from 79 to 80 and let its belly begin to droop. And she sees herself in the mirror and screeches at herself for looking ugly. And Mike wants to know what to do about this. Uh... So how do normal old people deal with getting older. That's Peter. They, I mean, if your wife is starts to, I mean, look at herself and say that she thinks she's dumpy, you don't say, you're right, honey. What you might say is, here's a glass of scotch. I'm wondering if this cat has ever dabbled in uh, intoxicants or disassociative drugs of any sort, like catnip. Oh, hey, Peter, how many mirrors do you think this guy has in his house? Just from hearing what we heard. Uh, I'd say there's probably a mirror for almost every room, which would be an obscene excess of mirrors. What this cat is screeching at is not its own ugly aged appearance, but Mike's vanity. 
Mike needs to take a look in the mirror and think about what it's going to be like to turn 80. Just imagine being in that cat's position and project a saner, healthier, quieter response for the cat to emulate. Sounds like advice to me. Thanks, guys. Now back to Mike's. Spoke to the life advisors. Yes. So their thought was that, well, you know, if this cat is so vain that she can't handle aging, where'd she get that vanity? (laughs) I see where we're going. (laughs) Well, that's a fair question. Maybe we have to bring my psychiatrist into the, into the room here. I just saw him earlier today. I'm sure we could uh, get him in on a, on a phoner and find out what he thinks about that. <laughs> the thought is that, you know, you and Riko are obviously connected creatures. Whoa, that is very true. And Riko's problems... Might be my problems. <laughs> is that what's going <laughs> Well, you know... The floodgates opened. We went from vanity, to confidence, to youth, to the teetering stacks of cassette tapes that surrounded us. I was a prolific young man. We were in Mike's recording studio. Before I arrived, he'd been digitizing all the old music he'd made, remembering the glory days. Mike opened a tape, pulled out a handwritten track list, and dropped his head into his hands. I suggested we go downstairs and sit on the couch with Carl and Ryko. They saw us coming, paused to access Hollywood, scooched over to make room, and snuggled up to Mike. He sat quietly for a few minutes, misty-eyed, accepting the love, bit by bit. I asked if he'd ever written a song about Ryko. I was actually talking to my therapist about the songwriting today, and I was telling, just explaining the process, and I have never written a song about my cat. I wrote one. <laughs> it goes a little something like this. Right go, never gonna let you go. Right? Yeah. Never gonna let you go. It was just what everybody needed. When I left, Mike was smiling. And Ryko? Well... For Drop, I'm Jake DiGrazia in Los Angeles. <laughs>